This is Mark Thompson, Star Wars audiobook voice actor. Hey, Star Wars fans and Rule of the Galaxy fans. It is Joe in the pilot seat for episode 247 of the Rule of the Galaxy podcast. We have quite a few of our regular co-hosts with us, and we have a special guest tonight. We'll whip it around the room and introduce everybody. But uh, again, thank you for being a part of chapter 247. Uh, just a few more shows, and we'll be hitting <clears throat> the Magic 250. Uh, just a reminder to everybody, next week, Adam Bray, uh, author, will be our guest. Uh, the week after that, we'll have author and podcast host Stephen Kent and uh, Riley Blanton. They will be our guests. And then the following week on show 250, the one and only Mr. Steve Sansweet from Rancho Obi-Wan will be uh, joining us. So got a, a packed couple weeks here, and we're starting it off with a banger this evening. But before we get to our special guest, I'll go around the room with the regular guys, Mr. Brent Dykeman, who's working on his Star Wars Legion. How are you, Brent? I, I'm doing well. Uh, yeah, tried to branch out to this week uh, into the podcasting, not podcasting, but the uh, it's called Battle Reports World of uh, Miniature Games. So basically what it is is people play their game and they put it up online. Um, so they're called Battle Reports. We used my home studio-ish um, and just tried to get it, the recording done. I don't think we're actually going to get it posted, but it was a trial run of the technology. Uh, my Geonosians took one on the chin from the Dirty Rebels. Um, Sabine and Leia comboed with some Tauntauns to take me out. That's a, that's a BA combo right there, Sabine and Leia. That's that's not bad. Um, well, I'm I'm glad you're trying branching out and trying some new things. That's good to hear. Um, Alfie, how about you? Anything new going on? How you doing? Oh, we're doing great. Um, crazy as always, and the kids are sick, so that's always a plus. <laughs> it makes things better, doesn't it? Yeah. Gotta love sick kid season, and I tell you what, yeah. I I just went through that here in my house. I was down for. <clears throat> four or five days and uh yeah it's not fun everybody i've been around has been getting sick or talking about family members sick but kids being sick is never fun yeah azalea has been in bed for like three days mm. so it is oddly eerily quiet in the house <laughs> still do that to you um she's the um <clears throat> she's the engine that keeps everybody going there oh yeah um so well thanks for you guys like i said the rocks of the show always being here people we can rely on our special guest tonight he has been with us a number of times uh we are so lucky that he's come back and been a part of <clears throat> rule of the galaxy and you know there's so many things that this young man's done in animation in anime in in audiobooks uh i still think it's pretty cool that he was part of uh the Star Wars Visions Tattooing Rhapsody a few years back, but the one and only the multi-talented Mr. Mark Thompson. How are you, Mark? Hey, I'm doing great. Uh, thanks so much for having me on. Well, wouldn't miss it. Wouldn't you? You kidding me? Getting a chance to have you on the show, and as you can see, people are already coming at the bottom. That uh, Matuine and Scorch Omaha are saying hey to Mark. So we we appreciate you guys showing up and making comments already. But how's everything? Before we get into everything Star Wars. It's been a while since we've talked to you. How's everything going in the Thompson world? Pretty good. Um, 
it's kind of bizarre because I'm a empty nester now. So uh, my oh. my kids have kind of moved out, and uh, you want yeah. some? Yeah. <laughs> grab no, he put in his, he put in his 18 years. He, yeah, yeah. He, yeah. He, he deserves. Just give me a weekend, man. Just one weekend. Oh, yeah. I, I do miss playing with them uh, when they were at that at that young age. So, but uh, but I, I I don't know if I'd say that if I still had as many sleepless as nights. So, but uh, but yeah. So it's a little quieter here, and um, but overall things are going really well, and um. I've been uh, pretty busy work-wise, and and so uh, um, it's th- overall I can't complain. Th- things are going really well. Good, good, good. It's again, it's it's you know for some of us to sit here and take the time to actually get to speak with somebody who's this close to Star Wars, right? Like you've touched it, you've read it, you've gotten paid to be a part of it. It, it means a lot to us that you'd be here and join join up with us. Um, be, I, I would be remiss if I didn't do this. I, I wasn't Brent and I weren't a part of last week's show and then this crazy news and everything hit. I think you guys might've uh, breached the subject, but uh, I never got a chance to say anything about Carl. Oh, yeah. um, um, and I tell you what, uh, I've heard many podcasts over the last week and I've yet to hear someone in Hollywood, which is a very, as we know, jaded town. Um, I've had to hear anyone say a bad word about this man. And with my Italian uh, American descent and thinking that I should love Rocky for all that he was, it was really hard. Not all those years ago to, to really cheer on Apollo Creed um, and to see the character that he created. And um, then, you, you know, you jump from that. I know he's in a ton of other things, but for me, Apollo Creed, Cubs and happy Gilmore. I mean, my gosh, my son, lives off that movie he's still he's 30 years old he still lives off of that movie <laughs> and then obviously to make such a huge impact that he did as grief karga in in uh, the mandalorian and part of the star wars universe i just think gosh it, we don't lose a lot of stars where we all can say gosh everybody liked this guy and yeah. uh, to have him you know pass away recently it's just a sad story but he's gonna be missed and he was a from everybody saying he's a great guy i'm just it's it's sad when you go, man, that's the kind of guy you really wanted to meet, like at a convention or something like that. Never got a chance to, but I think everybody thinks highly of him. And I'm, it's just RIP, sad to see him go. Carl Weathers, big, big star in Hollywood. Go ahead, Brent. So you're missing one of the better, and it's a voice acting role that he had. And I'm only saying this because <laughs> um, the guy who played me, his name is Carl. Yeah. And so I can't help but call him Combat Carl from the Toy Story show, <laughs> oh my God. which oh, yeah. is Carl Withers' Combat Carl. He's like the t- he was the GI Joe. So Combat I, Carl yeah. will find a way. Combat Carl wow. found a way on, on Monday. That's for sure. So yeah. if he's listening, Carl, that was kind of a throw to you. But at the same time, yeah, no, Carl Withers passing away was. Uh, I also um, just a, the next piece is I like the Super Bowl ad. Um, oh. where he was in um, and how they treated that as well. So yeah. he uh, he was like supposed to be helping Cena learn how to kick so he could make the kick of fortune or whatever as the Chubbs character. But the last scene of it, they said Carl in memory of Carl, or in Carl, memory yeah. of Carl Withers and put his dates on. Like uh, So I like how they actually treated him that way as well in that, on that commercial. Agreed. Agreed. You guys can throw anything in if you want. We can just let it lie. I, I just, it just, 
it hit me and I didn't get a chance to say anything about it till now. So I just thought I would throw that out there. Um, but uh, I, I tell you what, uh, we have had some guests, Mark, recently that, as you know, we're so excited to have you as a, as a voice actor in the Star Wars universe. I don't know if you've ever had any chance to work with these two ladies, but some of our favorite guests we've had recently <clears throat> were Vanessa Marshall. And, oh, and Nika Futterman, the voice of a size ventress. Oh, wow. Yeah. And um, I don't know if you ever had any interaction with either one of them. Just two of the nicest ladies in the world. Uh, very different personality wise. I think we'd all agree there. They both are very professional. They're both very good at what they do. But but you could tell they're they're, you know, kind of a little bit different personality wise. Uh, have you interacted with them ever or had any work with any either of them? I I've not gotten to work with them, but I, uh, it's funny you asked me this cause I just a, a month or two ago, uh, was at a convention with Vanessa Marshall and, uh, I was super like, uh, kind of fanboying, uh, uh to, to beat her. Cause I was like a huge, I'm a huge rebels fan. Um, and so I, you know, was like, I was a guest and she was a guest and, you know, uh, she walked by me a couple times and she was like, Hey, how are you? I was like, Hey, you know? And then like, finally, like the third time she was getting ready to walk by my table, I just kind of like summoned enough courage. And I just kind of got up from the table and I walked over to her and she was kind of like, looking at me, like, like I had this like look on my face and I guess <laughs> you could tell, like I was, you know, anxious or something. And I was like, Hey, I, I've been trying to work up the courage to, to say hi to you. I just, I, I think you're just amazing. And I, I loved rebels. And she was like, dude oh my gosh and then she gave me like this big hug and like and then we like chatted about it and and she was super super gracious and nice and kind and uh and and told me you know that uh we i was chatting with her about ahsoka and if she had seen it yet or not and um she hadn't uh gotten around to it yet and and um you know uh kind of talked about the transition there and because mm -hmm. we were all you know anyway so it was, it was really cool and it was a great interaction and i i think she's awesome and uh I'm a, I'm a big, big fan. And I, I think she's one of the voice actors that like, I'm always impressed with people that have a, a huge range. And like, when you look at the characters she's played, like she's got a great range and, and she's a really great actor. So it's, it was, it was super cool to meet her. <laughs> I was very, yeah. we, we kind of geeked out with her uh, last year uh, at the same thing at a, at a convention. And she, she was absolutely fabulous. And uh, you're right. She loves to hug everybody. It was very funny. We came up and we're like, you know, little mice. And we're like, um, Mrs. Marshall, Miss Marshall, can we? And she's like, we don't do that. We hug. And we were like, oh. okay. <laughs> um, but yeah, sweet lady. And, and you know, you mentioned range. I, I didn't know. Um, well, one, she has a fantastic range and a huge library of work she's done. But then Nika Futterman. I know her as Asajj Ventress, but then looking back at all the things she's done that we were discussing with her, uh, you know, shows on Disney, shows on Nickelodeon, all that kind of stuff. I was blown away because she has a very unique voice as well for for Asajj, but some of her other voices were very, very cool and diverse as well. So just yeah. two great actresses that uh, I was hoping you'd work with, but I'm glad you've interacted with, you know, at least one of them. So maybe, yeah. maybe your paths will cross in the I future think, so. i think i want to say like nika might have worked with with kevin thompson who does the audiobooks um i could be wrong about that but i, I feel like he's done stuff with her before. well you did you did dark disciple correct Were you i did voice? yes because yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. we actually asked her that question we were like was there ever any conversation to oh, bring you into that she uh -huh. said no she oh, was said she mad she was, about that <laughs> she wasn't mad 
she was just like i didn't even think about that i you know i didn't even cross my mind but i was like that's one of our favorite books here on on the rule of galaxy crew and uh so it was just funny because i was like wait mark did that book and we're gonna have mark soon so we'll talk (laughs) about that um were you as shocked as we go on to that were you as shocked that to see Asajj back into Bad Batch? With- uh, yeah. <laughs> like at first, it's like when I first saw it, I was like, oh, wow. And I thought, I guess I thought maybe it would be a flat. I guess we, it still might because we haven't seen the episodes. Yeah. Yet. Like, like I, 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 th- I think initially I was like, oh, maybe it's like a flashback to before. But then I was like, wait, that doesn't line up with the timeline. So then I was like, huh? And then I, and then I started looking at like, I think Star Wars Explained had something on there about mm-hmm. they added the the blurb on the website and all this stuff. And I was like, oh, wow. So so, yeah, I'm, I'm very shocked and very excited to see what's going to happen there. Well, our favorite thing about that, I don't know, Joffy, am I taking what you were going to no, say? Go ahead. Let's our favorite it. thing about the interview with her was um, and now I guess it's legal because a producer put it out in some sort of online publication as yeah. well, because we asked her because. I always like to get processes, right? So I've talked to you before and like, how, how do you get into character and like, what's your process for finding the character? And she's just like, whenever the spirit moves me kind of is like, let the spirit and let the gods come in and like possess me kind of a, kind of a style. So I, my question then was like, how hard was it to come back to that character after like 10 years of being away? If that's kind of your process. And then she's like, well, well, well guys, this is this is just the appetizer. There's going to be a main course and maybe some dessert too. Oh right? wow! So she dropped that nugget on us, and we were all like, "Whoa, whoa, whoa! We don't want you to get in trouble." But, and then Joe's line was the greatest: "We don't want you to get in trouble, but please keep talking." Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah, <laughs> yeah we were we were all very nervous actually when she started saying, "Well, we, we all you guys you were all like, were... we got a scoop." You're like, "Oh no, please don't get us in trouble!" Right. Yeah. Yeah. Don't get you fired. I don't want to get you fired. Like we're, right, just, right. Some, we're just some schmoes that are sitting around talking about Star Wars. Mm, yeah. I don't want to get I don't want to get somebody's livelihood in trouble for the schmo comment being made. Oh, that's funny. Exactly. <laughs> um, Alfie, you were going to say something, but right before you do, uh, Travis Mitchell, thank you. Easily the most talented narrator of all time. Thanks for your outstanding work, Mark. Aww, thank you, Travis. Thanks, Travis. We appreciate that. Yeah. Um, go ahead, Alfie. You were going to say something when we were talking yeah, about uh, Just on the side, I agree. It was, you know, uh, kind of out of left field for her to be in the Bad Batch trailer. But if you remember back, she was supposed to be on the resistance show. Mm-hmm. So oh, really? obviously I they've had a plan for her surviving for not just past uh, dark disciple, but well into the future. Oh, I never heard that. That's cool. Yeah. Mark, I think, I think we pulled it up while we were talking to her. She, the original thought was uh, Filoni and one of the other story directors was going to have her be that Miko or Mika character that, was in resistance and somehow if resistance would have kept going, they would have had her face um, Kylo Ren head to head in resistance. Oh my gosh. That would have been awesome. <laughs> yeah. It would have wow. changed resistance quite a bit, I think. Yeah. So, um, but yeah, Alpha, you're right. I mean, it's crazy to think that they had those plans. Um, I, I do have a question. You can tell me if this is scoop worthy or not for you. Um, I was lucky enough. We're going to have John Jackson Miller. Um, oh yes right when his book comes out uh the living force i don't know if it's wrong for you to say or not but are you involved with that book and the narration or can you say that i like the pause 
I'm reading a yes in the pause, whether it's a yes or not. I'm reading a yes into the pause. We're good. Um, I'm reading it right now. So let's just are. I'm reading it. Yes. Um, you like it? I bet you I, Mark is reading it too. We are we are not allowed to give a review until the end of March. Are you so, kidding me? Are, did you get a copy that says you have an embargo? I, I asked. Yeah. I said, I'm loving this book. When can I talk about it? And they said, you're not allowed to talk about it until the end of March, but feel free after that to talk about it. So um, so it is it's really cool. It's all it's all related to a year before the Phantom Menace, I believe. Something like that. And it's you get a lot of depth into all the characters. So we'll we'll review it when we can review it, but I will let you know it's very cool. And I really appreciate John and his publicist for letting me be a part of that. So we're we're excited to uh tell more about that later. And Mark, you don't even worry about that. Let's not move on. Let's just move on and not worry. Um I know we talked about ICCC. I was really bummed that we haven't gotten you there the last two years. And then I think you said the timing isn't going to work out in 2024, right? Because when is it again? It's October. First weekend of 8th. October. I'm yeah. almost positive there's another event I'm I'm going to that my I think so. I I'll, I'll have to check, but because uh, I, I I can't October 8th. Let me just look at my phone real quick because I think I think it's October 3rd, 4th, 5th, and 6th. I think is when. It is. Oh, yeah. Well then, I'll, I'll check because it might be if it's that. I think that's the same weekend as New York Comic Con. Oh no, Corpus Christi. There's Fourth, an event. Fifth and six. Yeah. Yeah, I've got something down for Corpus Christi, so I'm not sure what it is, but I'll I'll talk to my guy about it and see. But I I really want to go to that one because I know it's there's a lot of Star Wars stuff there, and that's what I would really be into. So <laughs> it's it's a really fun show. We have a good yeah, time. A good they time. do. A, podcast stage as well as cosplay as well as so much to buy and sell uh, uh the 501st the mando mercs all of them are there doing all that uh, and they do have guests like this year it was the rebels crew in 2020 i'm sorry 2023 it was rebels crew 2022 it was the Clone Wars, Wars, Wars crew so we got a chance to meet anna graves who played uh, duchess satine oh nice yeah, very, very nice lady. Really appreciate that. We didn't get to interact with, we got to be like 20 feet away from Matt Lanner, Ashley Eckstein, James Arnold, James Arnold Taylor. Oh, that's awesome. But we didn't get to interact with them. But that's that's okay. Um, I will give another quick plug while we're on this subject. Um, the, Indie, the Indie Comic Con, yes, Indie Comic Con is, our Indiana Comic Con is coming up March 22nd through the 24th this year. Um, we were lucky enough to get passes for that. So Brent and Alfie will be manning that show. Um, and I will be in Philadelphia and New York with um, Mr. Didoc, our other co-host. And we're going to go see the Italian national soccer team play that weekend. Wow. So, yeah. So I'm going to go visit with Didoc out in Philly and, you know, hang with him for a little bit because he's he's met up with us here in the Midwest. So, uh, But if you're going to the Indiana Comic Con, March 22nd through 24th, Look for guys in Brent and Alfie who'll be wearing probably Rule of the Galaxy gear. So, um, speaking of all that, Mark, are there other things coming up that you're attending or going to in the near future? Oh, yeah. Um, I'm going to be in Long Island this weekend at the Long Island Trading Card Show. Uh, on next weekend, on Sunday, February 25th, I'm going to be in Simi Valley, California. Uh, there's a toy and comic fest out there. Um, 
and then in March, if I don't know how far the Galaxy podcast reaches, but I'm going to be in Birmingham, uh, the, uh, England. So wow, uh, there's a, I'm going to be at MegaCon Live in Birmingham. So um, well, I'd, I'd love to see Star Wars fans at any and all of those things. <laughs> so. Well, I don't. We don't have great contacts in New York or California, but um, do you listen? Have you ever listened to the, the podcast Fanta Tracks? Uh, yeah, I've heard of it. Yeah, 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 yeah. So Mark Newbold runs that and he is in London oh. and he works for starwars.com and star Wars insider. Oh yes. So, I've met him before. Yes. Okay. I was going to say, if you haven't met him, let me know and I'll make sure I get you two connected because he is, I mean, if there's a person who knows about star Wars, who's not like in the movies and in the shows, it's Mark Newbold. So, oh, cool. Yeah. And he's been with uh, StarWars.com and Star Wars Insider for, I think, 20 years. So uh, so he's he's a great guy. He's actually a guest on our show some. We've, we've worked with him on his show some. He's he's just great. So oh, yeah, awesome. you should check, reach out to him when you're heading to Birmingham. I'm sure he'll get you connected with anybody and everybody out there. So, yeah. All right. Cool. Yeah. Um, guys, I've monopolized everything. Are there questions or anything you want to talk to uh, Mark about? Because I've got questions from listeners and we've just got crazy topics that came up this week that we haven't talked about. So the only thing I'm going to ask is you mentioned off the top and I don't want to get you in trouble, but is there anything that you can't, you said work's keeping you busy. Is there anything that you can talk about with work? Is there, is there anything that you know of that? Is a High Republic related? Is there? Ah. Are we in the High Republic world, or is there a couple books coming out there? Um, just yeah. If you well, can't, I don't want to. Again, we don't want to get people nope. in trouble, but we yeah. also want to know what you're doing. <laughs> yeah. Just like what, like uh, there's been a couple comments. Like you, right. You're really good. Like people like hearing you narrate. <laughs> yeah. So oh, we want to let them, let the world know what you're doing. Yeah. Um, I'm definitely doing a lot. Um, but I, but I'm not allowed to say Much. all the things that I'm doing. I think, I think it's safe to say, cause I'm pretty sure it's already been announced that, um, I, I recently narrated I Jedi They're They're going back and re-recording oh, a lot of the, no um, way. Oh crap. Is that a, is that a thing? Is that a spoiler? No, no. I, I love that book. That was oh, one yeah, of my was favorite, one. favorite legends books. It's, yeah. it's a, it was, it's awesome. So yeah. So, um, so that'll be coming out soon i don't i don't remember the exact release date but i'm pretty sure that uh penguin has already announced that so hopefully i'm not getting in trouble right now i'm sorry <laughs> <laughs> but uh so that um but again yeah. we are just a bunch of schmoes from indiana <laughs> we're not yeah. gonna who knows if there's industry people listening to us right, right, right. <laughs> i will say that corn horn character was fantastic in that yeah book. I bet you yeah. really enjoyed playing that character. You know, yeah, it was really cool. Yeah. And like, I, I did not, um, <clears throat> I, I had never read it before and I, I, uh, was blown away at the scope of that story and just all, you know, uh, like, you know, every time I thought, you know, okay, this is where this story is going to go. Like I felt like a whole new book would start and it's like, you know, like, like, Oh wow. Like now <laughs> he's doing this. And, you know, so it was really, it was really very, very epic and, and really, really cool. So that's the Ryan McGee, right? Because that's one of Ryan McGee's favorite characters is Corn Horn. Like at least I, I remember him dropping that name. So like I didn't realize that that was from that book. So I might try to pick that up and listen. To it's it. a, it's a real uh, Brent. Honestly, I can tell you out of the Legends books, besides the original Thrawn trilogy and things like that, the I I Jedi is a fantastic book. It's really awesome. Yeah. Didn't he show up on Kenobi, Corn Horn? As a he was as a, a kid, kid, right? 
Well, I'm well, pretty sure. Yeah, actually, wait. Yeah, you're right. What was 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 the kid him or was it? No, it was. It was. You're right. I think you're right. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, agreed. Uh, that that's fantastic. I mean, weaving that back in for the future will be fantastic. So uh, that's actually one of our guys who started the show with us, uh, Ryan Massengill. He doesn't do the show anymore, but he still listens and comments to me. Uh, that's his favorite out of the big three and all that stuff. That's his favorite character away from that. Oh, wow. So yeah. yeah, very cool. Very cool. I'm glad you're doing that. And Brent mentioned uh high Republic. I know we're not, let's not talk about future stuff, but you've been very involved with the high Republic uh, audiobooks completely. Correct. Yeah. Like I I've been able to narrate all of the ones that were done through Delray. So um, there's, there's some Disney ones that are uh, kind of the more young adult ones, but I guess mm -hmm. the, if, if you wanted to categorize them as adult, the, the Delray um, uh, Penguin Random House uh, worlds, um, uh, I've gotten to do those. So like all through phase one and phase two, and we started phase three um, with uh, the recent, what was it? Eye of the Storm, I think. Um, so yeah, but um, so those have been awesome. And I've really enjoyed doing those because I'm, I'm a huge Jedi fan. Like I know everybody's got different, things mm -hmm. they come to star wars for but i for for me it really is all about the jedi and the force so i just feel like the authors have done such an amazing job expanding the mythology of the jedi and how they view the force and um and actually like what has been cool too even with like the legends books like seeing some of the parallels and some of the things that were done earlier and maybe revisiting some of those themes and so um I'm just totally loving it. And I, and I think Markeon Roll and the Nile are such a great foil for the Jedi and like such, such an interesting idea to have them, you know, be all about peace and order going up about uh, with, with someone who's just all about chaos and anarchy. And it's just really awesome. I, I think it's, it's such great storytelling going on in those books. I, I agree. I, I jumped into them work life everything has gotten in the way there there's you know when new jedi order came out years ago i was much younger and had more time where i could read through that entire series right with the yuzong bong and all that stuff i've jumped in enough on these but not to where i want to i'm excited that they've got that that encyclopedia out now i think like a character encyclopedia i've got oh yeah my hands on that because i think that will help me grasp it better like get my hands around the universe and the world instead of just going in shotgun with all new all new all new right, right? i kind of want to rope in and go ah that's okay this character that character i think that will make me feel better about it but i know that one of our uh big big friends of the show uh duchess of dark saber light i think you did a show with her on rule of the galaxy with us uh she lives for high republic i mean that's her entire thing she cosplay as the chancellor um or oh for, really yeah with the with the two hounds and everything. oh that's so cool <laughs> yeah she did that at, at celebration europe actually yeah, celebration oh i may have seen a photo of her then that's really cool <laughs> yeah so uh alfie did you have something because i was just cutting in there everywhere i i really don't remember but I, i'll just talk about high republic for i i think i gotta go back and actually and this is no slight it's just me personally i think i have to go back and try to actually read the books yeah i listened to the first three i can't tell you how many times to and from florida and i i mean all i remember is that there's a rock 
Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Which is it's awesome. just something about the way my mind works. I can't yeah, yeah. really listen to things and absorb any. Yeah, that's fair. I, I, I know people like, like that. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that's that's interesting. Well, I'm, I'm, I'm... Like I sometimes need to hear or watch something because if I'm reading it, I sometimes just zone out and go, you know, um, it just all looks like words on the page after a while. So like I uh, yeah. I, I, it takes me a long time to prepare for these because I tend to zone out and get distracted when I'm reading. So, see, I'm the complete opposite. When I listen, I I start listening to the book, and the next thing I know, I'm thinking about something I said to somebody when yeah. I was like 12 years old. And I'm like, well, what happened? Uh, I got to right. like start yeah, all yeah. over again. <laughs> it's okay. It's all right. Um, while while we're reloading on questions, I will tell you we got we got a few questions from some of our uh, followers and listeners. So um, on Twitter, X, whatever we want to call it today, um, AP Video is the name of the person on Twitter slash X. They had three snippets, and you could probably answer them pretty quick. One was, do you have any great memories of doing 2003 Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles? I know you have 20-year-old memories. Um, do you have memories of doing the Astonish Astonishing X-Men? And last but not least, do you have any memories of... Thun, Thumb Wrestling Federation. Oh my gosh. Wow. <laughs> this person really did their homework. <laughs> uh, yeah. I mean, I remember all those. Uh, Casey was awesome just because I grew up as a fan of the original uh, Turtles. So when I, I got the call, say, you know, I, I auditioned for it. And then they finally called me back and said, hey, do you want to do this? And I was just super excited and just over the moon. And I think probably my favorite memory of that working on that show was um, Casey Jones in the comics has a, a catchphrase and it's G-O-O-N-G-A-L-A. And I'd never heard anyone say it before. So we got to that line in the script and I just kind of like tripped over. It I was like, good gala. And like everybody laughed at me. And then the, the director's <laughs> like, no, it's Goongala, Goongala. Oh, okay. Sorry. Sorry. You know. So that was pretty fun. Um, the what was the second one? X Men. X Men. Yeah, that was really cool. Yeah. yeah, my one of my really dear friends, uh, Dan Green, uh, directed that and uh, kind of pulled me in. And it was um, we were kind of you know joking around about Hugh Jackman, uh, like like <laughs> do we want to do like you know musical theater, uh, Hugh Jackman, Wolverine, or like are we doing like you know. <laughs> I'm the best at what I do. And, you know, so like we were kind of joking around about all that. And, um, and I just remember like we, at, at the time it was one of the first times people were trying to experiment with like a motion comic. And there was maybe hopes that that would become kind of the new evolution of comic books, but it just, it just kind of fizzled pretty quickly. <laughs> so, but I was pretty proud of that one. Cause obviously the storyline's really great. And uh, it was really neat to work on that. And then Thumb Wrestling Federation was pretty bizarre and awesome. And uh, you know, just I'm I'm just shocked that anyone knows that and that you that you. I uh, gotta look this up. Yeah, seriously, <laughs> you gotta tell me. Like, you gotta go into a little bit more detail. Yeah, on that we have one, no idea that, what that is. First of all, that sounds fantastic. Yeah, <laughs> and I need to know more because they hit me from left field on that one. So. Right. It was what basically is? like, like you know, like it would be close ups of people's thumbs, and they would like oh my god, it's time to thumble. Yeah, yeah, and we would do the voices of the thumbs, and it was just it was it was an over the top kind of crazy. So, what time stuff, frame but. was this? Was this like college? Uh, was this? Yeah, it must have been like 
early Man. 2000s or late yeah, so that's 2006. Yeah, yeah, early 2000. Yeah. So that was yeah. after Daria. Yes, that was after Daria. Yeah. Wow. I knew you were were high on the Daria comments, Brent. Last time we had Mark, uh, you brought I mean, it up just, before. Yeah. Well, no, it was just that's what he got started on because he had like I, I remember some of Mark Thompson's backstory. Yeah. <laughs> he, he auditioned as a vampire because yeah. oh they had wow. They had an ad up on the newspaper, yep. tore it off, and then called him in as the vampire. And you they remember. called him in for yeah. <laughs> so yeah, and then he, that got him Daria. Yeah, that's awesome. Come on, man. Hey, I remember I our you. guests. That's right. We've got it all. We saved all 247 episodes, Mark. We go back and listen <laughs> from time to time. Um, before we go to some more questions, I'll just throw out some Star Wars topics from this week. Um, it seems like. The person that wants Mace Windu alive more than anybody else, Samuel Jackson. Jackson. <laughs> so great. <laughs> I would be down for that. I would. I would love that. I think it, that would be cool. I would be I, down. I, I'm not. <laughs> Go okay. ahead, one at a time. <laughs> I would be down if it was one Samuel L. Jackson's voice, and two that if it was in the timeline. So I want it to be within his story. I don't want him to come back from the dead because i'm sick of people coming back from the dead and i pretty much guarantee ventress is going to be thrown into the witch magic pool and of lava right, right. Our disciple and get healed and come back out <laughs> i guarantee you that's what's happening so you got ventress coming back from the dead you got maul coming back from the dead yeah but well, that makes sense lore wise because yeah, it's, I know. Yeah, that's true. I just don't like Mace, that part of it. But Mace it flew out a window though with one mm -hmm. hand. He's a Jedi. Like, like, <laughs> it doesn't make sense that he's dead. Like it, like you know, it's not like he couldn't, like, you know, well, like Anakin flew into a speeder and like there, you, there's not some speeder that would have caught him or he could have redirected and slided down the side of a building somewhere. Like it, it it's not that hard of, for me to believe that he could have survived that. I don't have a problem believing that he survived that. I have more of a problem that his story afterwards would be very interesting. Yeah. Um, well, yeah. Because what's he going to do? Mace's yeah, whole thing was he loved the Republic. And that's why he fought. You know, if you go back to the novel, that's why he fought so hard against Which Darth Sidious. Revenge of the Sith. Oh, Okay, so you're going back to your favorite novel. Well, I'm just going to the source material of Mace Windu. Okay, that that was his. Well, he also has his own Shatterpoint. There's a book right. Shatterpoint. Right. Which was just so about him if the fighting. Republic is destroyed, what does he have to fight for? Why? And it's a question that eventually you're gonna have, you're gonna run out of reasons of why Jedi did not join the rebellion or did not fight the Empire. I mean, all these storylines are getting used up is my point you've already done it before so more than likely he'd be like some of the other jedi or the clones that just kind of disappeared into society and how interesting would that be maybe a season i i don't know yeah and the idea that at some point he comes back with a robotic arm and a purple lightsaber and he's all scarred up i mean yes that would be cool <laughs> in the moment but afterwards to me it would be like yeah i i but we I'm already just, did that with Kenobi. I know, I know. I, mean, I, so, I just would love to see him. Like, you know, I think you could have him face Vader. I think you could have him hunting down Inquisitors. And and the, 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 the justification being the same thing with all the Jedi in that time period is that you have to stay hidden 
So the reason we haven't heard about him until now is that, you know, he's, he's having to stay undercover and plot, you know, some way to come back. And I, so would, I, I could see it work. You know, I but, would think a more interesting story would be him being hunted down by Boba Fett. Oh yeah. You know, that'd be great. Mm. Yeah. 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 I would, I would like that. See, now you're wrapping in all kinds of things that people would jump to see and go watch. So I maybe he's trying to stay hidden because he killed his dad. Yeah. Boba Fett already tried to kill him once. Love it. Now we're talking here. Destroyed an entire Republic cruiser just to kill Mace Windu. (laughs) Gosh, yeah, I remember that. They were trapped. He and Kenobi were trapped, weren't they? R2 had to go and get get him out. Is this a Clone Wars arc? Yeah. Yes. The young Fett disguised himself onto the ship as a clone cadet. Which he really oh, was. Works. We're writing it right now. This is great. Yeah. Right. But <laughs> they're going to do make every clone was era and their minds because, I mean, they're going to be happy for this because they want that. And it's like, just like every 50 something wants something in the sequel trilogy, or sorry, that's sequel trilogy. Every 50 something wants something in the original trilogy world because it's going to replay bring back that nostalgia of what Star Wars was for them. Yep. Everybody wants that Mace Windu because you're going to bring back this galactic empire. You're going to bring back the clones and the droids, and they're going to get to relive their childhood of Star Wars and what Star Wars was to them. So you're going to tap into that nostalgia. If you want to print money, go ahead and do it. I'm going to, I'm going to watch it. I'm not going to sit here and say that I'm going to be like, but like, I, I want people to die and I, want, <laughs> and, and I want new, right? Like I'll sit here. I've said it since we've been on the podcast. I want new. And then Alfie's going to chime in with new, new is, hard. is hard, right? Like, I mean, that's, <laughs> that, that's kind of our running stick with it. And I agree. New is hard, but that's what I want. And right. Did and that's you... my point about him being alive. If you come up with something new and not just the, the same recycled right. story. Yeah. Yeah. That yeah. would that's be cool. True. That's true. Did you like Ahsoka? Like, do you consider that to be new or, or do you? I consider that to be new because it kind of, it, it's, it's additional to the rebels. Like, so, and yeah, I, this is also, I like rebels. Yeah, me too. Right? So, yeah. so like I'm sitting here railing against because I didn't get into the clone wars. I didn't watch it. The, the arc issue and the timeline jumping bothered the hell out of me for the first two seasons. Um, and it just, I just had, there's, Something about the prequel trilogy did not resonate with me. Yeah. So anything that's in that prequel, prequel trilogy world gotcha. is something that's not it, it's Star Wars. Yeah, I love yeah. Star Wars. Right. But it's not something that I feel like I have to go back to and watch all the time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I really like that gap between Revenge of the Sith and so like Rogue One, like um, uh, Andor, uh, Rebels. Yep. Um, so Ahsoka's kind of that same kind of thing between bridging the gap between the sequel trilogy and the original trilogy as well. So right. it's kind of in that Mandoverse world. Yeah. So I really kind of like that Mandoverse because it's bridging the gap. So that's newer stories. Right. Even though you're recycling characters, I still feel like there's some freshness to it. Yeah. And then I like, because I want to know more about, I really want to know about the other cells, right? So I love the idea that the Rebels was this family and it was a Rebel cell. But then they have to meet up there. They weren't the only rebel cell, which is why I like Andor, because now you're seeing Andor doing something in a different way than what the rebels were doing during the rebels time. I want, there's got to be thousands of them all over the place 
doing something similar, but in yeah. different ways. Yes. They're all like rebelling that. in their own way. Right. And I yeah. want to know those <laughs> stories because that's the world that I kind of like. And then they finally somehow find each other. That's a cool perspective. That's a cool way to think of it too. Yeah. And it's kind of true to life. It's like everybody all over earth is trying to do things to make mm -hmm. the world a better place. And then right. they can find each other. And yeah, that's great. Right. Well, Brent, you brought up us 50-somethings liking nostalgia and things like that. There's a bunch of 30 Everyone likes it. Everyone yeah. likes nostalgia. It's there's, just, what is your nostalgia? There's a bunch of 30-somethings or late 20s and early 30-somethings that are really excited that what, uh, what is this giant freaking robot put as the worst prequel movie, The Phantom Menace, will be coming out May 3rd in the theaters for its 25th anniversary. Personally, I love The Phantom Menace. Um, I don't know what giant freaking robots worried about it. In the first <laughs> one, but to go along with it, so we've got that coming out on May 3rd. Then The Acolyte starts up right after that, correct? Does Is there it, a date for Acolyte? I, thought it was I just saw summer. I just saw summer. Just summer. Okay. Yeah. So, but, but we're talking about The High Republic. We're talking oh, about yeah. Acolyte. Talking about the Phantom Menace, I mean, could there be some synergy going on with all those at one time? That would be fun to see. But I'm excited it's coming back out of the theaters. I, I will always go back and see a Star Wars movie at the theaters. Yeah, uh, Lucas, Lucasfilm, it's free money. Do it once a year. We don't right. care. Just yeah. Throw one out there. Um, and I but, want that poster, too. Like, that oh, poster is yes. amazing. Fantastic. I... You know what's what's sad, and and not to bring depression into it, but <laughs> that is all the promotions going very well, and you're seeing these mag Empire magazines and all that kind of stuff. Gotta love him. I I wish Jake Lloyd could be celebrating a little bit in this as well. Oh yeah, wouldn't that be great to see yeah. him get the welcome back of people to say, hey, I I really loved watching you in Phantom Menace. Like they're really on top of Hayden right now as much right. as they are. Jake, yeah. Jake, Jake needs a little love out of this, I think. But is anybody else going to go see it? I'm guessing we'll all go see it. Oh, I'm going to go see is it. Is it yeah. for sure coming out? Because I thought it was yes. just – I thought it was part of the rumor mill situation no, on social it's for media. Sure. No, they, uh, somebody just made a made a thing and said, hey, this is happening. Wouldn't it be cool? There hasn't been any theaters announced yet, but I, it was an official announcement that it's out, going yeah. to be out. Yeah, I mean, it's – I'm excited for that. I'm excited for Acolyte. I don't know what to expect from Acolyte. That's one of the ones that I know the least about, except that realm that it's in. So that's why it's going to be the best. Wow. Wow. The more I feel Grant. like the more I know. No, 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 no. I'll explain. The less you know, the less expectations you build up in your head. Yeah. So you go into it expecting nothing and you're blown away. There's already a lot of expectations for it. You just don't read it. From you, and that's right. good for right. you, right? Exactly. That, but Joe said he was. Joe said it also. Now I'm well, not into for everything Star Wars. <laughs> but you also said you you don't know much about it. I, I don't. I've I've right. tried it. That's one that I've like not gotten all the inside scoop on where it's going, what it's doing, except the realm, the time frame that it's in. That's about it. So. I, if it if it does a good job of linking the High Republic and the Phantom Menace and all that together, making some stuff, I, I think it'll be fantastic. So, I think you'll be pleased. I think okay. it's going to have one thing that all Star Wars has always needed. A Wookiee Jedi. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Agreed. <laughs> and, and if it has a Wookiee Jedi, 
I'll be happy. That's right. Brent, we'll get Brent his first six-inch Black Series figure of the Wookiee Jedi. <laughs> um, Mark, we're going to keep uh, using you as much as we can here with these people's questions, so be ready. More memories that people are asking about here. Oh, please be something like thumb wrestling. That, um, I gotta, I gotta that. <laughs> the Fantasy Baker podcast, they asked your memories of your time with Yu-Gi-Oh. Oh, yeah. Uh, they want to know more memories or good thoughts of One Piece. Oh wow! <laughs> so you were on One Piece? Was it the was well, it an animation? Yes. Uh, okay. <laughs> go go with you, it because I don't is know. Is that a boy band? Is. No, One Piece is an like it's an Did anime. Wear matching part. costumes. <laughs> it's like an it's an anime that um has turned into a like a pretty it's a collectible card game. Yeah. Um, and they had like a I think it's a series. Yeah, on Netflix. They on Netflix just action, recently. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So basically, like um, I worked at this company called Four Kids Entertainment, and they did Pokemon and Yu Gi Oh, and then eventually One Piece as well, and they they produced all these shows. And um, their uh, focus was taking, you know, a lot of these cartoons that were produced in Japan and trying to um, dub them into English for an international market and for, mm -hmm. you know, the United States. Um, and so, and and that was what I'm learning now because my friend Tara has a podcast called Four Kids Flashback. Um, <laughs> uh, but she, uh, what she's kind of uncovered is that a lot of these, uh, a lot of the, Japanese companies actually wanted their cartoons to be marketed that way. Um, so uh, I was on that show. I was a character called Don Krieg. And he's like this, like really macho pirate. Um, but a lot of one piece fans don't like the four kids version because they had to edit out a lot of stuff and make it more kid friendly. Gotcha. And the anime is a lot more edgier and darker. And so, even though I, I was a part of the four kids dub, there's another dub being done by another company now. And I'm not in that one, but I think a lot of the popularity has, of one piece has kind of happened more recently with when, when the people were kind of doing it more true to the spirit of the original uh, and not kind of, you know, making it more kid friendly, which is what we did. So even though I was in that one, some people don't like that one because it was more kitty focused or whatever. So. It sounds like Fantasy Baker Podcast did like it. So we're, well, good. We're good Thank there. you, Fantasy Baker Podcast. <laughs> hey, you, you um, don't you don't have to like you can plug other podcasts. We're, like, oh, okay, again, <laughs> you didn't have to like you didn't have to like. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> what, what, what was it? Four kids was, rewind. Four, uh, four kids flashback. Four kids flashback. flashback. It talks about all those shows like Yu Gi Oh, Pokemon, uh, One Piece, and and all this. It's actually a really great podcast. Awesome. You never know who's going to be listening. Who we're no. cool with cross promotion and trying to spark it. Heck stuff. yeah, we are. Like we're we're not a yeah, we're all good with that. So like Mark, when you kind of when you kind of like, <laughs> let's give it its due. Let's yeah, its due. <laughs> Mark, I'm not. I, I don't mean to put you on the spot, but I, I guess I have to ask. Do you think you could pull off uh, a Lando Calrissian? <laughs> can you? Can well, you pull what off? do we have here? Oh my. <laughs> That's pretty good. <laughs> that was fantastic. Um, well, if 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 Billy D wasn't the narrator of his book, what uh -huh. do we have here? I would say let's put you in and vote for you to do it. But ooh, ooh. his 
Blink once if you are land- reading and narrating Lando's book. <laughs> He's not. Okay. I already looked. Billy D is a narrator. Uh, I will be picking that up very soon because one of my favorite books ever, as everybody knows, is I Am C-3PO, narrated by Anthony Daniels. Oh, yeah. And and I can't wait. Uh, I'm, I'm finishing up, like I said, the other book that I'm going through right now. But as soon as I'm done with that, I'm getting the audio version of, of What Do We Have Here by Billy D. Williams. I don't know about you guys, but there's got to be some fantastic stories. I saw, what wasn't there one where he was talking about, um, gosh, I'm blanking his name. I, it's just one of those brain fart things. Uh, Godfather, what's his name? Um, Marlon Brando? Marlon Brando. He, he said Marlon Brando hit on him at a party. I, really? Come on, Billy D's bringing oh, wow. the heat in his book. <laughs> um, yeah, he said, Marlon said, hey, I've tried a little bit of everything. I, what the heck? Let's have some fun. Uh <laughs> So uh, if that's the kind of stories we're going to get in the Billy D. Williams book, <laughs> and we already got some fun stories from Femi Taylor on Return of the Jedi about Billy D. Williams. I, I'm, I did. Yeah, I think we're going to like this book right here. Are you guys going to check it out? Is that something that you guys would even partake in or want to look at? Because I'm, I'm pumped about it. Only if it's called the Lando Calrissian Chronicles. <laughs> it's, it's called What Do We Have Here? <laughs> yeah so. i'd be curious i i tend to be pretty busy with uh preparing whatever books i'm working on so it's hard for me to read anything else i kind of have know. to read for my job yeah <laughs> <laughs> but i would be curious to hear some of his stories and stuff so yeah no i i tell you what um mark will send them your way i'll 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 um i'll give you my like uh kindle password <laughs> sign on and and go check it out but yeah. uh actually i don't even have kindle so i was just making that up anyway um yeah i'm i'm excited about that book right there uh, another book that got brought up recently that just blows me away to think about it 46 years ago splinter of the mind's eye oh, wow. came out yeah, 46 yeah. years ago the first book kind of outside of star wars yeah that most of us probably read related to Star Wars. Uh, I think I borrowed it from you, actually. <laughs> probably did. Um, but it's I definitely read that. <laughs> <laughs> Come on. Splinter of the Mind's Eye. What would have been Star Wars 2. Wow. Yeah, Star yeah. Wars 2, right here, if if it wouldn't have been as successful as they wanted it to be. So it's just hard to think that that was 46 years ago that That's that came crazy. out. Wow. <laughs> so yeah just a little craziness i was a little upset um some other star wars news just throwing out there director krennic mr mendelson said he was not given a call to be an andor 2 oh I was really? really i was kind of hoping he'd be in there yeah that's a missed opportunity i think he was fantastic in his role yeah no, i would have loved to have seen him in that that would have been great um another another bit of story here and and we were talking mark you were talking about things being edited out and chopped out of uh, the four kids entertainment stuff uh or one piece i I have a feeling there's a reason why this was chopped out ian mcdermott friend of the show came out (laughs) and said 
Yes. Um, oh. Yes, Palpatine has sex. Yes, Palpatine has sex. Come on. Yeah. Come on. Um, and then he follows it, up with, I don't want to visualize that at all. So let's yeah. Just... yeah. But he did say that when looking at the Ray story and all that, he was like, Palpatine had plan B, plan C, plan D, et cetera, yeah. et cetera. Yeah. So it's really good to see that he's thinking about that. Yeah. So, well, and like, I, I know everybody, uh, you know, makes fun of the somehow Palpatine returned, but like, uh, from coming from the book perspective, uh, when we did the aftermath trilogy, mm -hmm. there, there were things even in those books, even before, you know, episode seven came out that indicated, you know, Palpatine was having plans like that. And if you look at the battlefront game and, all the things you know that there were plenty of clues that you know that was happening i think the films were maybe trying to throw audiences off that sense so it'd be more of a surprise and you know so but but yeah so there's there's a lot of um indication that he did have those those plan b's and c's and d's and stuff so agreed Alfie, I yeah i don't think that line would have become the meme that it did if more people realized that his broadcast was maybe they shouldn't have just relied on it being on Fortnite and yeah. put it out on you know somewhere else yeah 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 which does that mean Fortnite is canon, canon. In yeah. oh my gosh. <laughs> must be i think it was either scott rifen or steve glossman on our show said if at the end of the last jedi they would have been trying to get a transmission in the Falcon as they were heading off. Oh, that and would have been that cool. would have come over the speakers of them picking up the Emperor's voice, making that announcement. They, they said then they could have bought into. They would have been like more people would have been like, okay, uh -huh. this is going down now. So yeah. I don't know. They didn't know they were. They didn't know they were going to do it. Yeah, that's true. They yeah. didn't know they were going to do that. Well, they could do it on Disney Plus now. They could edit McClunky in. <laughs> yeah. They can put, they can put, they can put the Emperor in at the end of the Last Jedi. I was just watching something that uh, when they Wayne's World uh, for thirty years, the uh, Stairway to Heaven riff mm -hmm. in the they took it out because uh, Led Zeppelin wanted a grand for two seconds worth of playing. No, a hundred grand. Led oh. Zeppelin wanted a hundred grand for two seconds worth of playing. So when they played it on TV and put it out on the VHS copy, they destroyed the riff. Oh. And then just 30 years later, when they re-released like the, the Wayne's World 4K, they put it back in. So I guess they do it for a lot of stuff. Wow. Wow. Interesting. And, and you know, I asked you, Mark, if you could do a Lando. And I'm, I wasn't even thinking. I have the audio book of Heir to the Empire. And, and uh, you did play lando and oh books. yeah i mean yeah. so i remember telling these guys in the past man mark does really good lando and it, <laughs> travis thanks for reminding me because uh here i was trying to play it off talking about billy d's new book and it was right there in front of me so, so with all the books that you've done because you're well over a hundred star wars books right am i i think so yeah like you're north of a hundred so is there a character that you haven't played and then, like, is there a character that you haven't played that you've always been like, man, I want to do that voice? Not that I can think of, okay. because there's... <laughs> I mean, I feel like there's not, but I was yeah, like, yeah, yeah. when you do I 100 mean, books... 
I don't actually I I don't think I've done Ahsoka, but I don't think I would do Ahsoka justice. So <laughs> what about Zeb? Have you done any of because I know you did oh uh, yeah, I, actually. I know you did like the new dawn or whatever they call that damn book with all where they were yes. dawn is great with the I, with whatever the, the name of the book is the, the guy who passed away recently, uh, Gottlieb, uh Gilbert Godfrey. Gilbert, no, the oh. Gilbert Godfrey oh, voice, oh. that was amazing. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. But yeah, uh, <laughs> Yeah, but, you're right. I haven't done Zeb, and I would love I to do because Zeb, it was just the it was just Hera and Kanan in that yeah. book, and yeah. it was basically how they started. So I was curious if there was anybody that you haven't played that you would like to give a shot. Yeah, you're right. You're right about Zeb, and I I would love to do Zeb. I I, I think because I I love Rebels. Like Rebels is probably my favorite of the animated stuff that they've done. So why is that so i'm curious if you can can you can you vocalize or put that into words why you think it's your favorite um i really fell in love with the characters i love again like the um like i think okay so like i i loved clone wars as well mm -hmm. but i think i like rebels better than clone wars because we were following a much smaller cast of characters and we were with them the whole time Whereas like Clone Wars, like you'd be, you know, a lot of times you were with Obi-Wan and Anakin, but then you would go off with like an, and have an arc with, you know, Plo Koon or an arc with Mace or an arc with, you know, the different ones. And so it it, it didn't feel like. Um, Gaston. Yeah. Like I, Gaston. Didn't, <laughs> I didn't feel like I, I got to know them as much. I mean, obviously you get to know Obi-Wan and Anakin and Ahsoka a lot. Uh, and so I, I did love it. But there was something about Rebels that felt. um like it was breaking new ground to your point. And it mm -hmm. was like, you know, a new, a new story and Kanan's death just rips me apart every time I watch it. Um, and I just really, yeah, I just, there, there's something about it. I, I really, really liked it. I like the humor in that one a lot. So I just thought it was really great. I, I think Brent has always said that the found family storyline is, is fantastic. I would agree with him on that. And I think, I think there was such growth in the characters and their storylines from season one to season four. Like yeah. each character had something that broke them, that, that make them grow, all that kind of stuff just in those four seasons right there. So, yeah. And, and I, they I took agree. the time to allow that to happen too. Yeah. Where I feel like they were trying to do a lot of cool crap in Clone Wars and the arcs that I've seen like every now and then where I feel like they allowed like they allowed the Sabine story to take place. They allowed the Ezra story to grow. They yeah. allowed the Kanan and Heron love affair to to right. grow and blossom. It was given time and to breathe. Um, where I don't know if anything else was given that time. Like that's Yeah. Well even the settings in the show, I mean, were pretty centered through four seasons around what is it, Lyloth? Lothal. Lothal. Yeah. I mean, it wasn't. Yes, they went many different mm -hmm. places, but it always came back to that, to that planet. It was a very centered show. Which yeah. I guess the Star Wars world is always centered on desert planets as well. So yeah, we always, we always go to Jakku or Tatooine, right? I mean, that's that is like a yeah a grounding force for the Star Wars world. Yeah. And, le and let's face it, I'm sure for filming that made sense because it was the easiest uh, background. You know, less less. Uh, expensive thing they had to build up right right, right. I mean, you just take a, a scan with your camera look sand we're good okay move <laughs> yeah. on uh i don't have to build a city here or anything right so um do we like 
I've been trying to make Bad Batch be as important as a Rebels and as a Clone Wars and everything like that. Alfie has plenty of times said, let the Bad Batch be the Bad Batch, right? Like we know them from the end of Clone Wars and from the beginning of this series as coming in and just tearing the heck out of everything and having plans and doing all these cool things. But there's been a lot of times where that's been kind of muted, right? Like they've been kind of subdued storylines, everything like that. But I, I, I do see some definite growth going across this series. And I, I think I, I like all the intertwining of storylines that we're seeing with Mount Tantus and with, you know, now this new character. And I apologize, her name, Omega's sister, the other um, oh, right. clone who's with the Imperials. Um, you know, there, there's a lot of storylines going on. Then losing tech, right? Where there's a lot of storylines right there. Echo wrapping in the Clone Wars back into this. I mean, there, there's a lot of good things going on. I'm really hoping. And now that we see Cad Bane, Fennec Shan, Asajj Ventress, we saw Chopper, we saw Vader all in previews. Um, there, there's some serious stuff that could go on. And it's in that meaty area, Brent, that you're talking about between episode three and episode four. Yeah, so, but bring tech back. Make tech great again. Like, <laughs> I, he can't come back. His I, role is filled. These shows, you're only allowed one specialized person per role. And that's why either Tech or Echo had to die. Because you mm -hmm. can't have two people that only open doors every episode. <laughs> you can only have one door opener. Tech. Everybody, D-Doc and you love Tech. I get it. It's Tech it's was okay. a great character. He was. There was a lot of duplication between it him and It sucks because Echo. It, because when he yeah. he gets a character arc, he gets a pretty decent arc. He so he taps into a world that I've kind of been exposed to. He taps into the uh, the ASD, the uh, autism spectrum disorder characteristic, and he he does a lot to try to give people that if you are watching it with that in mind, and I did like I kind of so you you go he talks about perceiving the world doesn't mean that it doesn't hurt. I just mm. express it different. Yeah. Exactly what the autism spectrum disorder world is trying to do. And then three episodes later, you kill him. Yeah. <laughs> he got a love interest that episode. Yeah. And, yeah. you know, I think looking at this series, if you think it's going to have any type of happy ending, I don't. Oh yeah. Well, I mean, they're going to go to, they're going to go to Boca or clone. <laughs> <laughs> they're gonna go to that island and Boca Raclone and retire happily. Happy. This is just like yeah. the Mace Windu story. How do you end this and just say, okay, they survived and they're off somewhere being farmers or, you know, relaxing on the beach? That's not their characters. Yeah. Why would the Empire ever stop hunting Omega if she is known to be alive? Right. I think. Who's if there was to be a logical ending to this series, it would be that they all die except for <laughs> Omega, and she's still working for the Empire as a cloner. And that eventually, just like Galen Erso, her revenge would be would cultivate in Ray. Uh, yeah. D Doc joined in, Boca Raclone, baby. <clears throat> so he is here. Um, <clears throat> sorry about that. Um, Adam Parker. Great, great point. He just listened. He has finished listening to the Aftermath trilogy. So kudos to you so again, Mark. Saying, he's he's, so he's throwing out more stuff for you. I'm still trying to wrap my brain around Alfie. I'm sorry. So you're saying, Alfie, that 
if Omega's- she, if you're, if they're okay, everything from Bad Batch up to Mando to the sequel trilogy is going to cloning, right? So because we had cloning Gideon, the Emperor, right? We had, so well, she and we was had Gideon getting cloned, right? If she was to insert her DNA into this project mm-hmm. as let's say recessive gene that eventually if he's cloned enough times would result in another chosen one, the actual opposite of Palpatine. So you're saying Omega is Ray's mama. No, not necessarily your mother, but just a genetic relative. I can see that because they have like, wasn't the storyline. They kept splicing the DNA, splicing the DNA to finally get Ray's father who then produced who Ray was so seen so as an outcast because he wasn't force sensitive. He actually survived correct as a normal person, but had no was not capable of housing the Emperor's I don't really know exactly, but the way I took it was he wasn't capable of transferring the Emperor's essence to him. Right. Which is why the Emperor sent him out, sent him bye bye. Right. He has the kid and then Emperor finds out, hey, his kid's poor sensitive. Let's right. go hunt that lady down and bring her back because I need that girl. Who eventually kills him. Yeah, a, f- a few weeks ago when we saw this was all coming, I, I asked a question. Is Bad Batch Season 3 going to end like Rogue One? Are, are all the everyone wiped out? Does a cartoon finish with every character we've just seen that's supposedly on the good side just being wiped out, but for a greater cause, right? right? I mean, I can't see where any of these clones make it further on. I don't know how Omega does either. Well, that's my point. It would be a disservice to the story if they did survive. You've got three of them to survive, and they go hunt down worms on a different desert planet. Yeah, Rex, uh, yeah, Gregor, Rex. and Wolf. Yeah, yeah. You got at least three that'll survive and get fat hunting down those worms. <laughs> the Jaws episode of of, of uh, Rebels. Uh, Alfie brought up a, a, an idea that I really liked. I, and again, we like to speculate here, Mark. Mm-hmm. We just throw we just spit throw spitballs at the wall, see what sticks. But I, with the Saj coming back, and with Quinlan Boss being mentioned in Kenobi. Do Asajj and Quinlan work together to do that, the the light, the path, right? The path. The path that they're talking Ooh. about in Kenobi. And at some point in time, does Caleb Doom, who becomes Kanan Jarrus, does he show up in the first episode of Bad Batch and somehow show up in the last episode? Because Chopper is in the Bad Batch. Do we see Kanan see the end of the Bad Batch after they saved him at the beginning? I, I'm here, calling here. that. Hera and Chopper were like, wasn't Hera? It was in that yes. bad batch. Hera was in the first season, right? With yes, the, she with was her, as a kid. As a kid, yes. and Chopper was. I think Chopper See, was with her. Now it makes more sense than what I said, right? <laughs> You've been thinking about it for a week, and you're like, wait a minute, he's on to something. <laughs> We've already established well, that all these characters interacted with the bad batch. I would love to see that, but I, I'm pretty sure Freddie Prince Jr. has been on record saying that he doesn't want to come back again and doesn't want to. We we have a we have a quote here that is not to defame anyone in the Star Wars world, but what what is it the quote Alfie about something being expensive? Cocaine. 
Cocaine's an expensive drug. Cocaine ain't cheap. cheap. Um, no, we're just, uh-huh. it's a joke. It's yeah, a yeah, joke. Yeah. Just a joke. Freddie Prince is There's just, no implications whatsoever. Right, right, no, right. but basically what it means is if, if Lucasfilm says, hey, Freddie, the check's this big, can yeah, you come do yeah. an episode? Yeah. What did Freddy... Ewan McGregor say last week? <laughs> He said, you know what? That Hasbro check, man, that was kind of nice. I'm not getting any checks for Moulin Rouge, but man, this Star Wars thing, it just keeps paying for itself. Yeah, I'll just, you know what? I will do another season of Kenobi. Mark, it's best for you. When we say stupid stuff like that, just, just keep laughing and saying quiet because we, we joke, but we don't want anyone actually affiliated with Star Wars to have them go, did you hear what they said? Just All say, right. oh, I'm just laughing. They're just... No, it's kind of a running joke. We just joke because it's like, it it is nice to get that callback and say, sure, yeah. Yeah, yeah, you know, be in another episode, even though you said you weren't, you know, Liam Deason. I'm not going to do that anymore. That's not, true. That's true. You know what? <laughs> One more check would be okay. That is true. That is true. <laughs> I need another IRA before I retire. Let's yeah. I mean. Call up Lucasfilm. They got anything for me? Yes. That would be fun. But I, I'm hoping... Look, I've really, I've really started to like these characters. I mean, there's some good characters in this storyline, and there's a lot of meat to the bone of all this transition going on from Revenge of the Sith to uh, Rebels, and then to Rogue One, and then to Star Wars, New Hope. Uh, so I'm, I'm, I'm hoping this season really will go out with a bang. I, I hope it will be just full action and fun the entire time with a lot of depth to the story that's all i'll say i'm I'm looking forward to season three of this so i don't know if everybody else is but i am oh Especially, no i totally am I'm, yeah. i've been loving it yeah all right so um mark we we probably haven't asked you that much uh, real quick uh on some other things we haven't caught up on um between it's been a while again you know so ahsoka uh, what what else came between the last time we talked? I know Ahsoka, the full season came and went. I know we talked about it briefly. What were your thoughts on that whole season right there with, with Thrawn and Balin Skull and Shin Hati and oh, yeah. else? I thought they made some great choices in characters. I thought the, the story was great. I, I thought the, the filming was great. Let, let's hear from you. What, what are your thoughts on Ahsoka? Yeah, I mean, it's probably tied for first place right now in my heart with uh, in, in, of the TV shows like uh, between Mandalorian and and Ahsoka. Like, I I really really loved the idea of you know um, I love the idea of Sabine training to be a Jedi, but she's not naturally gifted in manipulation of the Force. I think I thought that was like really great, you know thing and and I, I i loved exploring that and it kind of reopened like you know I, I love that training you know talent is a factor but you know training like anyone can train and it kind of mm-hmm. it opens up the possibility of any of us can be jedi you know <laughs> and then mm-hmm. I, I i love that idea i thought you know um balin and hati uh, shin hati were like so cool and I, I i know this is why they're doing it but they we just went back and recorded survivor's quest and outbound flight. And there's like a lot of um, parallels between, you know, some of the characteristics of uh, Jorah Sabayoth and Balin Skull. And like, like uh, there, there were some interesting parallels there for me. And I, I love the idea of this. Like, I love his whole mission and his whole mantra of like, I'm just tired of the endless cycle of light versus dark. And like, I want, I'm, I want to do something different. 
and that we might go deeper into the mortis gods is like i was freaking mm. out <laughs> and like you know i was like screaming at my tv i was the leonardo dicaprio meme like, ah! <laughs> you know i was like so uh i'm i i just love that show and i i, I thought it was so well done and i love i love getting to see anakin again and i thought the world between worlds was really cool and uh so i i i just love 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 loved it and i can't wait for more and thrawn thrawn was amazing and it, it was great to see lars there and i i definitely want to know more about his exile and what his ultimate plan is so i'm very very excited about what the future holds me too i i i thought they I thought they, I, you know, we talked about it. Filoni swung for the fences in this series, and I, my, my thought was, and between Purgles, throwing, yeah. uh, bringing back the the world between worlds, he said, yeah, Mortis. He was like, nope, I'm, I'm throwing it all in here. Let's go. Let's see what happens. And um, I think he did very well on all of it, and and I thought it hit. And I think. Um, I think it's got a lot of potential for a second season to see where it goes. You know, again, it's it's one of those things where I did talk to Mark Newbold before this series, and I said, you know, to a lot of people in live action or, you know, watching live action on Disney+, Plus, they don't know of Ahsoka except for the quick blip that she showed up in, what, Mandalorian? Mando season and, two. Yeah, and, and Book of Boba Fett briefly, right? Yep. And I was like, so they're going to go, okay, why? This is a whole huge story about somebody we've seen two little snippets of, right? Because they didn't watch the animated or whatever. And I was, I was, I talked to more and more people who were like, besides seeing her and that, I didn't know much about it, right? Yeah. Yeah. But, but I think for true fans who were like way into it, like guys like us, schlubs, like Brent says, that sit here and do a podcast, I thought it hit a home run on so yeah. many of the things. Oh, so, I loved it. Yeah. Um, I can't remember if we how long it's been. Nothing else really has come out, has there? Between between last time we talked to Mark, besides Ahsoka, I don't even think. Yes, not. in season three that we. I don't even remember. Mark, yeah, you... Mando season three break. Yeah, I liked Mando three. I think. Uh, I, I yeah I I, uh, I I did enjoy it. I, I was kind of hoping for I, I want more of moff gideon and I, I was a little let down that they didn't have more of him in there but i'm sure i don't think we've seen the last of him i don't think i don't think that was no it's i don't know really if that was gone. clone or yeah tech. <laughs> yeah yeah <laughs> no i yeah i agree alfie you were gonna say something but i'm sorry uh i just didn't know how long mark was going to be on here and i i had one question outside of the shows to ask him and i think we touched on it a little bit earlier but in doing so much of you know narrating and having to prepare for you know re doing this job i'm a mechanic so i work on stuff all day when i come home i don't care what it is i'm i don't want to mess with it all right do you read like for pleasure on your own like no i mean if i if i weren't always in preparation mode then i i might but and I have listened to some of the young adult High Republic audiobooks just to try to understand what's happening in the stories that I'm not narrating. But right. um, but generally speaking, I don't read for fun. Like I just I, I was never much of a reader before I started doing audiobooks. I think now I might read for fun because I've learned to love reading from narrating the audiobooks, but just it's just a time thing, and I just feel like I never have time to to do it. So 
Brent, how about you? You got another question? No, I'm I'm good. I appreciate Mark coming and spending his uh, giving up his uh, Thursday evening with us. I don't know if he's got to take off. I mean, oh yeah, I, I probably got to get going. No, on. you're good. I, I apologize. I'm sitting here trying to manage everything and I didn't even see. Um, yeah, no, we we appreciate you coming. I didn't want to keep you more than an hour, and I look, we're going an hour and fifteen. So. Thank you for being here. We appreciate it. We will always promote everything you're doing and you do a great job in all the stuff you do, no matter if it's Star Wars or other things related. So thanks again. We'll, we'll tie things up here. If you got to go, we appreciate okay. it. And uh, thanks. And we'll talk to you again soon. Thanks guys. I really appreciate it. It's good talking to you. Thanks. Okay. Bye. Thanks guys for keeping me on top of things. Cause I'm sitting here making sure other messages aren't coming through and, yeah, so we got a cat. Joe would have D-Doc here. D-Doc would usually take care of things for me. Right. <laughs> I have the attention span of a five-year-old, so. Um, uh, I might drop that down a bit. I might drop wow. it down a bit. You have wow. the energy of like a four-year-old as well. Thank you. Thank you, Brent. I'll take that as a compliment. That guys, a anything, compliment. Anything, you guys wanna, <laughs> anything you guys want to tie up with? Anything we didn't cover or hit or anything like that? Not that I know of. Like, so Bad Batch starts next week, right? Next week. Three spot. A three spot on Wednesday. It's a, it's a threefer. Yeah. On three Wednesday? For, three, four yes! on Wednesday. Actually, no. I like the Friday stuff better. Never mind. Friday stuff was better. You got it. Well, I'm well, sorry. We can talk about it's it on Wednesday. Thursday. You can't premiere right. on Friday, though. You can. They did. Mando like season you, one was a Friday premiere. Well, that was season well, one. You know, it was also like of, six years ago. Yeah. You gotta, whatever, it's you know. got to be in the middle of the week so you can get the internet buzz. Otherwise, you know, it's like the Friday news dump. You know, nobody talks about it over the weekend. Yeah, you don't. You definitely I think it got that. A, like that first season got a, quite a bit of buzz. It just said, but I understand. I understand. Yeah. I, and I'm like looking, I always say, I mean, I'm the, one of the biggest Star Wars fans that you'll ever meet. And I first read about the Mandalorian. I thought that was this dumbest idea ever <laughs> i did not see it working out that way well it has worked out and it's quite the little money maker for him and uh very popular so i am always happy to eat crow so and there we yeah. go I'm, i've never had crow i probably That's should eat it more delicious you put a little <laughs> hot sauce on it and <laughs> um well guys thank you again for doing this um i look forward to uh this bad batch coming out and seeing where it goes. I mean, we've, we've, um, we got a, what, like three, two, three months of it. And then it goes to the Phantom Menace. And then in the summer, we've got the Acolyte. So we're going to keep pretty busy with all this stuff. So, and between then and or now and then, we'll have uh, some conventions and different things like that coming up. So, and we've got some great uh, guests coming up. So that'll be some good things here. But I always appreciate you guys being on and, Running that, and thanks for watching the clock for me there and Mark's up. So Joe's just out there in La La Land. But <clears throat> uh, by the way, I do want to say right before you go off, Doctor Squatch threw out a, threw out a Punnett Square comment that was uh, Chef's Kiss. Um, <laughs> my 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 science nerddom uh, and science teacher in me. Thanks you, Doctor Squatch. Thank you, sir. Hey, thanks to everybody. Adam Parker, Travis Mitchell, D-Doc stopping by, Dr. Squatch. Matuine. Matuine, uh, Powerful Goose Omega-12. 
then you had another one that's Omaha or something like that. Yes, uh, um, it's Scorch, going now. Omaha, Scorch, Scorch Omaha. There we go. Scorch Omaha. Thanks, everybody, for joining in. Thanks for Alfie. Thanks for Brent. Thanks for Mark Thompson. Sorry if I kept him too long. And until next week, guys, may the force be with you.